because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach, an infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now, or maybe someone close to you is, then this podcast is for you. Here we are all about being raw, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I am super excited today. I am in a good mood despite the blizzard that happened yesterday. You know, it's all about mindset, right? Like, yeah, I am over winter. I would really like the snow to melt. It would be nice to get outside and feel the grass on my feet, to wear a tank top, to not wear snow boots and a winter jacket. And I am so sick of finding my gloves. Like, Sometimes I leave them in my car. Sometimes they're shoved in a jacket. Sometimes they're in a different jacket. Sometimes uh, Lord knows where they're at. I'm just really sick of locating gloves and my winter hat. So the forecast does have the snow melting here. And if you're listening to this in real time and you live in the Fargo-Moorhead area, you feel me. I know you do. And if you're not listening to this in real time, I want you to remember there was a blizzard at the beginning of April. It's 2023. And we're just done with this. It's Easter. It's supposed to be Easter here in what, two days and like 15 hours or something like that is, you know, according to the echo, because <laughs> my daughter is like asking every day, echo, how long until Easter? Anyway. So I know the exact number, but I don't have a single Easter decoration up because, hi, it feels like Christmas. And yeah, it's just really hard to get into that that mindset because of all the stinking snow. So anyway, I'm actually in a good mood today. The sun is shining, but the reason why I'm in such a good mood is I just got off of a call with my money mindset coach. She is my she's my financial coach and I if you've been listening to the podcast you've I've had some down podcasts where I've been talking about finances and to be honest like it all started with IVF right we all started to go downhill because we spent all this money on IVF and we just weren't managing our money appropriately like Mark and I we make a decent amount of good money but you don't get to do anything fun with that money when you're in so much consumer debt. So we hired this finance coach and she, wow, she has been that person for me. She has been that like a light in this really dark tunnel where I didn't think there was like a light at the end of this tunnel. She has been that for us and we are taking control of our finances and oh my word, does it feel so, so Good. So I'm on fire because we have a plan and we're taking control of it. So I am going to have her on the podcast soon to talk a little bit more about how, you know, you as a human 
who is listening to this podcast is going through infertility. We all know infertility treatment is not cheap. We do know that infertility treatment costs a lot of money. And we do know that most of us <laughs> probably don't have that in our bank account. So we're likely charging it. And so kind of figuring out how to handle this, how to manage this, she is going to be super helpful in that. I'm actually talking to, about embedding her in my coaching program because, you know, we were talking today how I was super triggered in the last um, week or so with, with money and how people around me are maybe doing better with their budget. And we were talking about how, you know, part of like my health and life coaching that, you know, when your money is on point too, when you have a plan for your money and you're, you're budgeting appropriately, um, that your health and your wellness, you know, increases there too. And so I see it in my own house. I see it with um, my husband and I, when, now that we feel like a little bit more in control and taking control and owning and being like a money boss, that we're starting to make different decisions for our health and for our life. So anyway, stay tuned for that. And, um, she's freaking amazing. So in today's episode, I actually am going to dive into the science of habits and, you know, some of that can go into money, money habits. So I, I think this is a really cool episode where I actually share with you the reason why we do the things we do uh, because these habits are like so ingrained and so innate. They're automatic. It's like, that's why they're habitual, right? Like I am a creature of habit. I can't tell you the amount of times I go on autopilot and drive to daycare when I should be driving to work or et cetera. You know, we're often so hard on ourselves that we just like can't seem to do the things that we want to do or we get so frustrated because we keep doing the same old things and nothing ever changes girl it is not you it is science and instead of us all getting all hot and bothered by it like let's dive into it okay so I promise this relates to money but it also relates to health and it relates to life it relates to Jesus it relates to everything we do in our day Everything we do in our day is a habit or a ritual or a routine. So if you think about the decisions that we make, right, we have decisions every single day. Some decisions are easier than other because like, that's just what I do. That's habit. At a very young age, we obtain a very like a way that we are making our decisions about ourselves and about the world, right? So that, that came at a super young age, like that's where our programming came from. And we get that through like genetics, through nature and nurture. It's kind of, it's all of the things. And this is how we experience things. We're like, we're right there immersed in it. That is our programming. We're immersed in our programming, the way we are wired. And then we make choices, we make decisions that make sense to us on how we are wired in our programming. Okay, just like uh, my my nose is a little drippy. Okay, and the choices that we make over and over again start to create a habit because our brains, you guys, our brains are so freaking amazing. Our brains release this thing called dopamine, which I'm sure that word is not new to you. But do you know what dopamine does? It's a chemical in our body, and it helps our brain function at its best. Therefore, our brain wants more and more and more of it because it helps our brain function at its best. So 
when our brain feels pleasure, when we feel rewarded, when it feels good, like this dopamine is released and therefore our, our body feels good. Our emotions feel good. Our mental health feels good. Like we, we just feel good because our brain is getting the dopamine that we want. And, um, so our brain is on like this constant search for dopamine at all times. It's like obsessed with it, which I get, right? Oh, so my mom's texting me about, she's texting me about pajamas. She got pajamas. Okay. We're just going to silence. Okay. So I'm bitch. Where, where are we talking about? All right. We're talking about dopamine. So my brain just got dopamine released because I like, tied up this and I don't have like a text hanging out. Anyway, that's not the point. So dopamine. So this is where they say, and who, who is it that you say? The scientists. I'm not entirely sure what scientists say this, but the science, they, scientists. And I don't, you guys, I don't always cite my information, which is kind of a trigger because of my teachers in OT school. Like they were super into ADA formatting and it was like ridiculous, but we're just going to move past it. Um, So they say that habits are created because of this, because our brains get a trigger and it could be like a feeling or something we see or the time of day. It's like the like Pavlovian theory, Pavlovian theory. Does that does that ring a bell? (laughs) It's just funny. Okay, I really hope you're enjoying the show. I wanted to pop in here and talk about one of my favorite, favorite supplements. So it's called Gut Personal, and I've been using it for about six months now. And I gotta tell you, one of my best friends is an incontinence therapist, so she's trained in pelvic floor and pelvic health, and she gives the best gut massages. It's the best thing to get me to poop, and I was like begging for them a couple times a week, and I told her I would totally pay her for all of this. Even on my birthday, I asked for a gut rub, and honestly, it just made these beautiful poops. I felt so good, but I haven't had to do any of that since I started using Gut Personal. Maybe once I've asked her to do it, and it was related to my period. So there's four different products that I use. The first one is called the Soother, and it soothes your beautiful gut, and it helps calm heartburn and acid reflux, which I have a ton of. The next one is the healer. And this one is like gut and immune essentials. So this one totally works on the skin issues that I have. So like my eczema and a lot of food sensitivities that I have because I have um, a gluten sensitivity and a dairy sensitivity. And then the last one that I love is called the Miracle Worker, which is a magnesium supplement. And that works on you know, a restful night's sleep and it really supports your anxiety during the day and helps you poop every day, which I mean, obviously I super love. And it's also, you guys, known to help with your muscle and period cramps. And I lied. Um, There is one more and that is the daily probiotic, which helps you decrease the bad bacteria and increase the good bacteria and totally helps with immune support. So if you are totally into this and if you're wanting to look at at it a little bit more, there's a little quiz on the website. So it's gutpersonal.com and you go and you take the little quiz and fill out the quiz, do all those things. And then you guys, you can get 10% off with my code. My code is her shit. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I had a little too many cocktails when I signed up for this. So it's H-E-R-S-H-I-T, which is kind of relatable because my business is called her health and empowerment and reproduction. And I mean, S-H-I-T is what we're ultimately trying to do, right? So 
pop on there. I promise. Totally worth it. Tag me in any of uh, the stories talking about how much you love it or just send me a message because I want to hear from you. Okay, bye. (laughs) That's funny. So there's a trigger. So the trigger is there in our brain being the smart SLB it is. It's like, I need to feel good. Then it remembers what made it feel good last time. So it provokes that want and that craving. Then you do whatever it is that you you do and you get the reward of dopamine. And boom, like, there you go. So when your brain is left to its own devices, meaning it's unsupervised to let it do whatever the heck it wants to do, when your brain is left to its own devices, it will try to make almost any routine into a habit because habits allow our minds to ramp down, right? It lets us take a break, check out, go on autopilot. This then saves effort. Therefore, this is like a huge advantage for our brain to put energy into other things. So the fact that you have a habit of pressing snooze or you have a habit of binge eating chips and salsa or you have the habit to clean out your ears on video And these are all of my habits, by the way. And yes, that last one is super gross. I realize that. But the reason you have these habits is because your brain is just being so freaking complex and trying to save you effort and energy. And getting a dopamine high or satisfaction is so hard to break because our brain wants so bad to keep that dopamine coming in and use less effort. It's like, obvi, you know? That's why when I coach... We work on creating habits that are pleasurable. I have yet to work with a client who hates their new habits or work on a habit that someone doesn't want to. Do you guys remember Laura? Remember, like, she thought that she needed to get a habit of movement, of walking. Turns out she hated that. She did not want to do that. So we, we stopped that. We are not going to create something that does not bring pleasure because you will be unsuccessful and then you will feel more like a failure and you'll have guilt and shame and all this stuff that we are trying to get rid of, right? Because it's about mindset. It's about mental health. It's about spiritual health. It's about physical health. It's about all of them when you work with me, okay? So we threw in things that are more pleasurable to her, right? She wanted to work on her meal planning. She wanted to stop eating out and stop having that like nighttime fuss about like, what the heck are we going to eat and panicking? And we got her a consistent routine and that was the habit she created. That was the muscle she is building and now she is flexing right now and that releases dopamine in her body because it makes her feel good to do that for her family. And now that she's feeling good, We can move on to other habits. So remember, habit is cue, action reward. So do you want to break bad habits? And are they really bad if they are giving your brain what it wants? Your habit is like technically a positive intention. So I have a hard time with saying like, oh, I have a bad habit doing this because I've I've just worked so long with bad habits. I've just, I've put so much shame and guilt and unworthiness into my body that I don't have time for it anymore. So instead of me saying, I have a bad habit of pissing around in the morning and pressing snooze, I'm just, I want to focus on, like, I would, I would really like to start doing this habit instead. Because my habit is a positive intention. My habit 
is giving my brain what it needs to function at its absolute best. So me pressing snooze makes me feel better because I can sleep and sleep will release a little bit more dopamine because I'm getting rewarded with that. So instead of having the mindset where we need to ditch the bad habits, what if we had the mindset to incorporate a new habit that is serving to us in the way that we want it to serve us? And it's not only going to help our brain feel good, but maybe our bodies, our bank accounts, our emotions. How, how, how do we do this, you say? Well, it's not impossible, but it's really hard on your own when you don't know where to start. First, I suggest getting accountability. This is the best way to stay consistent. And when you pay for accountability, holy smokes, you show up in an entire different light. It's like seriously elevating or leveling up yourself and your commitment twofold. It definitely stretches you and you have to be ready. Like this is why I created the business was to have that accountability for women that pay for it and they just show up and they are ready to level up and they are ready to just do the dang thing. So if you're not quite ready to pay for it or if you're not quite there, here are the first few things that you can do. I'm going to tell you from this book called Atomic Habits. I do recommend it. Um, It's a super good read, but here are the first things you can do. So number one is make your habit obvious. Like if you want to start reading new books, then don't hide the books, like have them out on the coffee table. If you want to start journaling, have it present. If you want to start eating fruits, have them out on the counter, those types of things. Second, make it attractive. Eat the fruit you like. Read the books you like that you want to read. Do the movement that you want to do. Make it attractive. Make it something that you want to do. Make it easy. Have it super accessible to yourself. Like if it is veggies that you want to eat, you might have to just buy the pre-packaged, pre-prepared veggies. Make it easy. It's okay. And then make it satisfying. So when when you're satisfied by something, so... If it's a movement goal and you you have whatever, all these things that in your head that how you want to do it and you like cardio, I, I do not like cardio. I used to hate cardio and now it's just like, I don't love it. Now, if I had to show up and do cardio every single day, I would not do it. It is not satisfying to me, but a bike ride bar or different types of things are satisfying to me. So make it satisfying. Don't do the things you think you need to do because you think you should do them. Do the things that are going to be satisfying for you that also align with where you want to go. And just stick to one thing. Don't try to change the entire world in a day. Shoot for like 1% every day. Like if I were to write out every single thing that I want to change in my morning routine, there's no way... (laughs) that I am going to do it, go from zero to 60 in a day, zero to 60 in a week. It's baby steps. It's one small thing. Focus on the one thing, implement it, master it, and then we move on to the next thing. Okay. I love you guys. Oof, this is a good one. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen. Those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. 
you are brave for trying. Can't wait to talk soon.